You are now listening to the Urban Wire podcast on the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine the light on the issues impacting the urban community. Join us as we discuss the latest in news, politics, social commentary, celebrity news, gossip, interviews, and so much more. This podcast and other podcasts on this network are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW and join our Facebook group page and official page for show updates, discussions, and show listings. Email us at ucofw.indy at gmail.com to advertise with us, submit show ideas, and other business inquiries. Streets LLC is a decadent sweet shop that creates exquisite desserts for any occasion. Whether it be for an anniversary, birthday, special event, etc., Seas Treats has you covered. Seas Treats LLC uses the most freshest items and the best chocolates, caramels, and products in the world. Every bite of Seas Treats will leave you wanting more. She's located on the west side of Indianapolis and you can connect with her on social media. On Facebook and she's on Instagram. Reach out to her via email at seastreats38 at gmail.com or you can contact her at 317 664 2609. Hey, I have a question for you. Are you too busy to keep your chores done? Well, leave it to Crystal Clean. Crystal will help you keep your place clean, balanced, and in tip top shape. Crystal will arrive fully equipped with her own cleaning supplies, positive energy, and ability to work some beautiful magic into your life. Keep your home, your sanctuary, and take away some of that stress and worry. You can message her or text her directly to schedule a service at 317-603-5897. Crystal is now specializing in residential and office cleanings, and she's also now servicing Central Indiana, Hamilton County and Greater Indianapolis. Check her out today.
All right, we are back with the second half of our show. All right, we got a lot to discuss. We're going to get through this in the next, um, hopefully in the next 30 to 40 minutes. Um, bring back Nika to the stream. As I mentioned before break, um, we're going to talk about our main topic um, for this, this portion of the show. We're going to talk about the black vote in 2024. Like, um, what do we need to know going into this as a community? And uh, I think that we really need to know because we keep getting played. We keep getting gooped. We keep getting taken advantage of um, the black community as far as the political spectrum is concerned. I, I think that a lot of times we don't realize the power in our vote and we we blindly give it to people that don't deserve it or that don't address issues that matter to us. So that's going to be our main topic. But we're going to start off this portion of the show. Um I'm going to bring Chan on and um, I want to get your uh, understanding on what happened and when it took place as far as the situation that took place at uh, Family Dollar here in Indianapolis off of 52nd and Keystone. She's going to give us um, her story and I didn't know if you wanted to uh, have me play the clip of one of the interactions that took place first or do you want to Okay, we're going to go to the clip and then I'm going to jump right into um, her perspective and I'm going to do this. Uh, we're going to talk about what actually happened and what is taking place now with that situation. Give me a second. I got to find. Okay, here we go. Yeah, why do we? Why do we? Yeah. Don't try to be calm now. Now you're trying to be calm. No, you wasn't. You weren't calm when you was following me around this store. It doesn't matter. You stereotype me. Yes, you did. You accused me. You accused me of trying to steal for no reason when I was a paying customer. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because you stereotyped me and you followed me around the store and you were being very rude and disrespectful. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I ain't doing nothing. Excuse me? That just would have been like a take it as a loss. No, you don't stare. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that to people. All right, we're back. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, Ken, can you tell us what happened that day and what led up to it? And can you kind of just break break down the scenario of what actually took place uh, that day? I believe it was a Sunday, correct? It was a couple of weeks ago? Yes, it was. Yes. So what... Okay, can you set up the scenario? What happened? Like, um, and why... Because we see, obviously, we see this this gentleman at the cash register, very condescending, very disrespectful for what I'm gathering. But what happens leading up to that, that all to that back and forth uh, with with that particular um, employee? Okay, so um, my cousin was having um, a baby shower that day, and I couldn't decide that day if I wanted to just give her cash or a gift. And I thought it would be more appropriate if I went and got her a gift. So I had Googled the nearest um, 
family dollars because her baby shower was like on 62nd and like I want to say like Allisonville or something like that. No, 62nd and Benford. And the, the location it gave me was Family Dollars on 52nd and Keystone. So wow. I went there. I mean, I've been in that store before, but I've I've never had this type of incident ever happen to me. So when I went in, went into the store, um, I didn't grab a cart. I instantly went to the party aisle and I grabbed a big baby bag because I just felt it was, I mean, whatever I was going to put into that bag, I could just... You know what I mean? They yeah. could just scan it, put it back in a bag, and I can leave the store. Um, I went to many baby showers and and done this method plenty of times, and I've never been like stereotyped, right? So mm -hmm. I'm I'm grabbing a bag, and I opened the bag to make sure it was big enough for the items that I was going to get to fit into the bag. So I looked in the bag and I bent the corner to go to the baby aisle, um, and the first thing I grabbed while the bag was open was a box of diapers. And I tried to shove the box of diapers into the bag, but I noticed it couldn't fit. So while I'm trying to put the diapers in the bag, the manager comes around the corner and he says, um, I don't know what you, he says something like, I don't know what you think you're about to do, but if you think you're about to walk out the store with that bag, you got another thing coming. So mind you, I'm still holding the diapers in one hand this open bag in my left hand and I'm looking around like, who is this man talking to? He can't be talking to me, but nobody else was around, but I totally ignored it. And I just kept proceeding on um, shopping for baby items. So I'm still stuffing stuff into the big bag, except the diapers. So I was like, you know what, Chan, go back, uh, get a smaller bag and just carry the diapers into the baby shower. So I went ahead and, uh, changed out the bag and then i took everything to the register now at this time he he has put another co-worker on me and he's following mm. me like through the aisles i'm talking about from the time i switched the bag put the stuff in it and went to the aisle i mean went to the register so as i'm circling back around to to do this i have to walk past the door to get to the actual register so as i'm walking back to the towards the register past the door they blocked the door so he was like what you thought i was playing with you and i said excuse me i put the stuff down i said you thought that i was trying to steal this stuff he said hey it is what it is i'm like sir i can assure you that i was not if i was going to steal i would not come to this register like I, i'll just run out the store so at this time you know once he sees that i paid like we're still going back and forth it was a lot said in between that i can't really remember but we're going back and forth but instead of this man apologizing you know he flat out tells me this is my store i do what i want and you know it just kind of was like a back and forth thing to where they blocked the door again i had to call the police just to get out the freaking store so when he seen me call the police and i you know they finally let me pass the door the other co-worker just so happened to follow me outside and he was like kind of like standing like on the sidewalk, but like kind of diagonal from my car. And I said, y'all are pathetic. Y'all are really pathetic, you know, for doing this. He gonna say, hey, I told, he was like, I was doing what my manager told me to do. He told me to follow you and block the door. You know, he, he seemed wow. pretty remorseful for what he did, but you know, now I'm back and I'm, you know, me and him is going back and forth, which is when I started recording. And I think in total, I got like five videos. Um, but that was the one that, that was like a really good clip that I actually submitted to the uh, 
district manager because all this man mm -hmm. kept telling me was like this is my store i do what i want um you know how many thefts we had at this store and i'm like i understand that but i'm not one of them i said i have my receipt and you still are blocking me from getting out this store i said yeah. you can't do that to me you cannot do that to me i already paid like why are we still even doing this so now i'm just waiting on the police i don't care if you let me pass the door or not I, i'm waiting on the police because you know he keeps telling me when the police comes nothing's gonna happen Nothing's going to happen. I'm still going to have my job. You wasting your time, as you can hear in the video. And I think I sent you like three or four other clips. Yeah, if you yeah, listen to yeah. those other ones, he's like, you know, ain't nothing going to happen to me. This is my store. I do what I want. You wasting your time. And in one video, I caught him saying, um, you calling the police. He was like, don't you got a baby shower to go to? You wasting your time sitting here talking to me. You going to miss the baby shower. And he started laughing in my face. Ain't that so something. Yeah, he started laughing in my face. And, you know, when the police got there, you know, the police told me there wasn't much they could do. And I said, I understand that. I said, I just wanted, um, you know, a police report to give to district to, you know, kind of, you know, cat, you know, uh, piggyback off of my incident and what happened so it can match their cameras. Because I did ask him, did those cameras work and were they voice automated? And he said, yes. But just in case he was lying, I went ahead and got a report. And that's why I pulled my camera out myself. So uh, fast forwarding, because it was a lot said in between. Like, I can't even remember everything verbatim. But yeah, I did yeah. speak to uh, a district, the, the district manager. I actually had to go to another Family Dollars, which is the one by my house. I'm really cool with the lady in there mm -hmm. um, for someone stealing. Coincidentally, someone was stealing out their store. And I had said something and they got caught or whatever. So we became, me and that manager became really cool. I actually went to the store because he was the man at the store on 52nd and Keystone. When I asked him his name, he turned his badge around so I wouldn't see it. So I was like, okay, well, what's your district number? Just give me a number. He was like, uh, Google it. He kept telling me to Google it. So oh, fast wow. forward and when I went, yeah, when I went to the store on Washington Street and I played the video to the store manager there, she just so happened to be there that day. She was like, oh, we are very familiar with him. She was like, we actually have the same district manager. She was like, mm -hmm. you like the fourth or fifth person that has came forward about him. She was like, this might might get him in trouble. I was like, yeah, because he kept telling me nothing was going to happen to him because that's his store. She said the reason he was telling you that and he kept sending you to Google because they have an excessive amount of complaints on there that they they just don't really look through, honestly. She was like, so, you know, some of those uh, complaints get lost in translation. And that's why he's still there. Mm. She said, but this video may be, you know, may get him out the door for what he did. So she gave me the, the lady's number, the, her district manager number, which is the district manager that they shared. And she connected me. She was like, well, actually, I'm not his district manager anymore. But here's his district manager number. And I talked to him. I explained everything. And I said, listen, if nothing is done, I said, I'm telling you now, and I'm going to the EEOC about this. I'm going to make a report through them and I'm going to let the state handle it from there. So the district manager, you know, he was in my favor. He was like, you did nothing wrong. Obviously, he saw the video because he asked me while I was telling him the story. Hey, is this the man in the red hat right here? You know, and I looked back on my camera and it was him. I was like, yeah, that's him. Mm -hmm. So he must have been looking at the video as we were talking. And he was like, yeah, I can assure you, you did nothing wrong. He was like, uh, this will be taken care of. He was like, but before you go basically to the EEOC, he was like, let me let me try to handle it on my end. So okay. at this moment, I'm waiting on someone to reach out to me. Um, 
with the you yeah. know the end result so let me ask you this like um wow so there's so many questions i have like it's just this just this is a uh i don't know like so nothing was done on the end of the police like this guy literally uh pretty much trapped you or i, I think it was like right. imprisonment almost like absolutely you didn't steal anything you, right. you purchased your uh goods at that store so why didn't mm-hmm. he just let you go like to me i felt like that the police dropped the ball and that's why i was going to get to this story in a minute because a lot of these the clergy in indianapolis is call calling for this police chief to step down because right. there's no accountability with these police None. officers they're mm-hmm. always around they never around when you need them, but then they always stand around, goofing around. That's why so much crime in Indianapolis, because Absolutely. a lot of times they're in the mix of all this stuff. But then when you need them for something like this, and when they need to be taking someone to jail or prosecute, you know, getting someone in trouble for doing something that like is like this guy literally, I, I don't know, this is just crazy. I don't Not understand. one, but two. It was two men that blocked the door. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So he was basically saying when he got there, like, okay, well, he, you're not blocked in now. You're outside. Talk to me. I'm like, yeah, because he saw that I caught that I was called the police because I called the police on speakerphone right in front of his face. Then that's when they yeah. moved, moved from in front of the door. So the police is more so like, well, he's not blocking the door now. You outside. You're safe now. You can leave. So, I mean, I took that. It was wrong. I don't disagree with how they handle it. I felt like something should, it just should, something should have been done. But I'm hoping yeah. with, uh, you know, on the police end, I, you know, I expected more, of course. But I understood their position, too, because he wasn't fucking the door when I got there. You know yeah. what I mean? But so I'm I'm expecting the district to handle it because, like I said, they saw the video. They saw that that man blocked the door and they will see him follow me on camera. You know, if they're really doing their job, because if not, the EEOC will. You know, if they wow. don't if they don't do their job, the state will. Yeah. Well, we really um want you to let us know what happens with this case. It was so many things that bothered me about this case now. For one, oh, I like, cried. How are you as a black man like discriminating against someone else? And you know, like and it's just his unprofessionalism that really got right. to me. And then that you're a black man and that you would discriminate against someone of your same of the same race. Like that was just disgusting right. to me. And then we right. wonder why the world doesn't take us serious. Like we wonder Absolutely. why people don't take our plight in this country serious because look what we do to one another. Yeah, like, I was wondering that too. That mm. was totally unacceptable. Of you know, his conduct was just totally unacceptable. And I just, I really, it really speaks volumes to Family Dollar if they still have this guy um, working for him because, like, obviously he felt comfortable doing this. Like you yep. mentioned. He Ooh, has had several. Part. He has had several complaints against him to yep. the point to where people from other stores know that this guy is is a known troublemaker. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I really think if they're smart, because really for his safety too. Because what if you were the type of person that would have called your your husband or your brothers or something like that up there? Yeah. That guy could have exactly. really gotten hurt behind that. Mm-hmm. So. He is a he is definitely a liability to family dollars. So I just never been know. through anything like I mean, I've been through some stuff, but I don't know. This this one just really affected me. I, I don't know. It's, it's like you said, it's because he was a black man. 
You know what I mean? In the way he was talking down to me. But I honestly can say this. I felt like if he was a little more remorseful and maybe apologized, it wouldn't have went as far as it did. I took it this far because, like you said, he was comfortable. You could tell by the video he was comfortable. Like, you yeah. know, the way he kept repeating himself, nothing's going to happen to me. You wasting your time laughing in my face like this is my store. I do what I want. I'm telling you now, you're wasting your time calling the police. Don't you got a baby shower to get to? Like, huh, laughing in my face. It was like the, the comfortable for me. He was way too comfortable. I'm like, okay, well, let me go and take you out your comfort zone real quick because maybe the other people didn't get, you know, get the end result that I'm about to get. But one thing about me, and this is what I told him, I said, I don't stop. I don't stop. They mm. may have stopped, but I don't stop. I and I'm going to keep going until I, I, I reach past the top. Okay. And once I get to the top or reach past the top and I still feel like nothing is being done, I'm going to take it further than that. I said, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Obviously he didn't because he like, he still kept saying the same. And, and this was another thing that bothered me. You were doing it in front of customers. You had a line full of customers. It was three other people waiting in line while I was recording you doing this. So and you know that was another so pathetic about thing. this. It's like, you're really about to lose your livelihood I and mean, you're protecting these people's store. Like you're probably getting paid and I'm not trying to shame anybody because honest living is an honest living, but you're really Absolutely. about to put your life in jeopardy over these people's stuff. And you're not even probably getting paid $16 an hour. Yeah, exactly. You're not even getting paid anything and you're claiming that, oh, this is my store and this is my store, but they got you up mm -hmm. here in this store looking like boo-boo the fool and you're sitting up here protecting these people's stuff. And, and I think that's just out of protocol because most places of business, they tell you not to even engage in a confrontation with oh, people yeah. that are stealing from your store. Because and I'm going to tell you this now, I'm not going to put my life in jeopardy for you. nobody yeah. over no he, material stuff. Yeah, you and the district I mean? said that. He said he wasn't even supposed to follow you. He said we still treat our, even if we suspect someone of stealing, we still uh, stealing we still treat them with dignity you know we we follow them and like ask them questions like you know is everything okay do can we help you with something he said we don't chase people down and make them you know the way that man did you he was like and i want to let you know too that's not his story now mind you this is a caucasian man i'm not trying to be funny or nothing but your mm -hmm. district manager mm -hmm. is a caucasian man he said verbatim that is not his story that is my story he works for me Mike drop. Mike yeah. drop. I wish I could be a fly on the wall when they repeated that back to him, or if I could play that back to him. Oh, you better this believe he's he gonna get rid of this, this guy. This is my store. This is my store. He works for me. Wow. Well, I really feel that, that he he's probably trying to trying to do damage control because mm. you probably have legal discourse. Mm. Um. And he does not want you to file a lawsuit against him. Absolutely. Right. And, I agree. And, and, and it's just the irony about it behind it that this is a white man telling you that, that he was wrong. Usually it's the other way around. I'm not going to say usually yeah. because I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to place anybody. I don't want to place that label on anybody because it's not right. a fair label to place. I mean, it's a lot of good white people. And you even go into their establishments, a lot of times they don't even treat you like that. And that's no, what really they don't. Is just so, no. so ironic about it. Like uh -huh. the irony behind this situation is like 
you don't even go into white establishments these days, like you know, because a lot of them are afraid of that because they don't want they don't want that label placed upon them. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? And I just feel like that's disgusting that we do that. That's why I said said because I and I'm not trying to sound like I'm trying to bash our people because you know I love our people, but I was saying we can't accept expect other people to respect us when we're putting that image out there when we're out there discriminating against each other we're down there we're out here doing each other like this and, and it's just sad that this situation took place but i pray that this situation is resolved and no one else has to go through that but i just wanted yeah, to bring because i felt threatened like when he said you know it was you know when he said you got another thing coming if you think you're about to go out the store with the bag i mean that was a threat that was a direct yeah. threat like try me yeah. if you want to that's how i took it but yes, I would definitely keep you updated with the end result. All right. Well, we're going to go into um, our next story. Um, I don't know if you guys um, know who DJ Casper is, the one that came up yes. with the um, cha-cha slide. Did you hear that? That's me. Yeah, yes. that was very sad. Um, for those who don't know who he is, um, his, he was born Willie Perry Jr., um, he's from mm. Chicago, Indiana. I mean, not Indiana, Lord, Illinois. <laughs> and um, he passed on Monday. And um, he, he has been battling cancer for a long time. And wow. uh, I've seen the inter interview that he had. Like he says, you know, um, even though he was going through cancer, he still wanted to do his thing. He wanted to still DJ. He still wanted to bring people together. And mm -hmm. uh, this song, like the Cha Cha Slide, has been out for about over twenty years, twenty three years. Wow! And a lot of people wow. attribute this song um, of bringing people together. Like you go to mm -hmm. most graduation parties, you go to most weddings, you go to, even if you go out to a, a lot of different clubs or bars. This song always brings people together, and it's a very positive thing. And um, his life really spoke for itself because I've seen an interview and there a lot of people had a lot of positive things to say about him. He really wasn't a negative person and he wanted to kind of like um, live his life in a way and kind of like uh, use his life as a testimony to tell uh -huh. people like, you know, even though you're going through things, keep pushing, you know, because even though he was sick, he didn't allow that to keep him down. So I just wanted to to kind of just send him shout out, send him a shout out and kind of send his family condolences. Um, he was definitely a good man. Um, there's a lot of positive things that were said about him. So I didn't know if you guys heard about that in the news cycle this week, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next story I want to tell, I don't know if anybody is fans of gospel. Um, Ricky Dillard is recording in Ohio next month. Um, and I'm going okay. to show you this flyer. It's going to be at the Princeton Pike Church of God. Um, it's going to be in Liberty Township, Ohio. So I know he was like nice. uh, saying online, like, where should we record? Now, he probably knew where they were going to record. But like everybody was saying, oh, you should record in Vegas, um, Atlanta. And there's some people from Indianapolis saying that he should record there. But this is where they're having that next um, live recording. Um, I've been to two of his past recordings and they are definitely a sight to behold um i last recording i went to i met uh, i forgot his name um from living single i can't even think of his name um, he played Kyle I know you're on talking there about the one yeah the, the yeah. guy with the dreads yeah so 
um, believe it or not, him and Ricky Dillard grew up together. They were really good friends in Chicago. So mm -hmm. um, I'm really looking forward to it because he always has a lot of celebrities there. Um, his first recording I went to in um, 2020, um, Tamala Mann was there. I mean, just everybody in the industry was there. So I'm really looking forward to He's it. He's well-respected. So, I, I mean, I don't expect anything. Oh, yeah. Like he changed the yeah. gospel. He, he's changed the game Absolutely. in gospel. Like, um, he is an icon. As he far is. as like choir music, so um, if you guys aren't doing anything, get your tickets now because they're gonna sell out. Um, this church is huge too. I was looking at um, Eventbrite, and it's almost like a stadium. So his live mm. recordings are getting huger and huger wow. each time. So I have a 50th birthday out. party that week. That that <laughs> same day, I hate that. Wow. Yeah, so I would love to see him. Goodness. Yep. yep so you I know that's a good one. That. Um, next story I want to do, I'm going to try to knock the rest of these stories out really quick so we can get to our main topic. Um, there was a, uh, pastor and I mentioned this before, I'm just doing an update of this show. Cause we talked about this last year. Um, this, this guy, his name was, let me get his name. Pastor. Um, I think his name is Albert Weathers. He killed a transgender lady in um, Detroit, Michigan back in 2018. Wow. And he is wow. now just facing justice for this like almost five years later. Wow. What to took to so this. long? Yeah. So, but the messed up part about it is he's only getting probably 10 years. Wow. So I'm going to go to this clip really quick <laughs> and this is just going to show you, you don't know what these people are out here doing behind closed doors and i kind of felt i'm gonna give my my uh my belief of what actually happened when i came back because i really felt that he probably ran across the wrong person uh. and it kind of probably led into like something to where yeah so i'm gonna go to this clip and then when we come back i'm gonna discuss this and then we have two more stories left and then um we're gonna get to our main topic and we're gonna call it night Okay. I was glad. I just wanted to hear him admit it. Jessica Williams lost her child to murder in December of 2018. Now, four and a half years later, Pastor Albert Weathers of Sterling Heights has pleaded guilty to killing 36-year-old Kelly Stow, a transgender woman leaving her body in the street near McNichols and Brush in Detroit, an area known for prostitution. Did you say a prayer with her before you left her out in the street like trash? You know, did you just at least hold her hand and tell you sorry? Kelly's family wants the world to know she wasn't some castaway. She was very much loved. It has been heart-wrenching. Yeah, Kelly was my first grandchild, and we had a bond, a serious, tight bond. I don't want her to be what society may have a picture of, of trans women of color, you know? They're not throwaways. They're not people who people have forgotten. You know, they, they all have a backstory, and I think that's something that needs to be realized. She was cared for. She she was loved. Born Tristan Stow, he was raised in the church, grew to be six foot four, got a scholarship and played college football, but left after a couple of years instead, wanting a career in fashion. I personally told her to be the best version of herself that she could be, own it, <laughs> um, just 
live your life and be happy. In school in Chicago, Tristan studied fashion and found a community of authenticity and eventually told her family she was transgender. People called her Kelly. I was glad for her. I was proud of her to, to own who she was and to be her true self. Why the pastor shot Kelly Stow in the early morning hours of December 7th, 2018, we may never know. But Kelly's family hopes Pastor Albert Weathers tries to make things right. He's facing eight years in prison for second-degree murder and two years for felony firearm. How tortured are you to lead such a duplicitous life and to the point that you were willing to cover up what you did? by taking this line. Mm. How dare you? Clearly, he's attracted to that population. Mm -hmm. So own it. Own it and maybe change your life. Kelly's family grateful to the Wayne County prosecutor and Wayne County victim advocate for the transgender community, Julissa Abad, for sticking with the case that was finally about to go to trial on Monday. I am glad that there was a conviction. Um, justice was finally served. You just don't know the lives that people live and it goes again to the social stigma that my community experiences particularly trans women of color women like kelly stow whose lives matter my sister never wavered in her commitment to her child um, as a person first and that's what i would encourage families to do look beyond the social stigmas stick by your kid you know stand with them you know you have them they're yours and support them. In Detroit, Amy Lang, Fox 2 News. All right, we're back. Oh, wow. I just, for one, I, I don't want to start off, and I said this on um, when we, we taped the tea last Saturday. I want to, first of all, send a shout out to that family. Um, first of all, I want to send condolences, but then, and then I want to send a shout out for them too, because they stood behind their child. In their family, right. and I think a right. lot of times, a lot of people are out here, and that's why they have to resort to certain certain um, things, negative things, because they don't have that 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 support. They they get caught up in having to turn to sex work and things of that nature because they don't have that that support. And it's kind of sad that things had to go this way. And I'm and I'm not trying to throw no shade, but did you see that pastor? Did yes, I did. <laughs> and I they almost look alike. Child, huh? they almost look, I mean, when, when they showed the pictures of him without um him being um you know in drag or whatever, but his um are dressed up, but they all him and that pastor almost look like I thought it was the pastor at first. <laughs> I said, Well, wait a minute. Okay. Why he yeah. looked like that uh, prisoner that was on life asking people that they were going to eat their cornbread. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, because then I thought, I said, well, dang, how did he, how in the world did he take down a 6'4"? Because that that guy, I mean, that, that woman, she was she was big, but yeah, um, yeah he likes that. I, He's attracted to that community. Gone and put it out there. But let me and, tell you this, like, this, this is the backstory to this because um, when this story first came out, they said he was well known um, in that circle, like uh, in that community, mm. they yeah. knew that to avoid him because he he always would jump the trans women, and then mm. he wouldn't pay them. Like he would seek them out. They so he was cheap as hell, and you can look at him and tell he was cheap as hell. Just with that jacked up damn uh, uh, haircut that he had. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like he was well known to be trouble. Like you sought them out, 
And the way I feel about sex work, like it could be a thing of like people's like, okay, it's a thing about morality, but this is something that's between two adults. If you guys are, it's two consenting adults, you guys have an understanding. Why don't you just pay them people their money? But right. you felt that you could go out there behind your congregation's back mm. and fulfill this lust that you have. And you felt that you can just use these people and throw them away and not compensate them. Right. And what's so sad about it is, like, I, I think I remember when this this story first came out, like, they were saying the church was standing behind the pastor. I was going to say, is he st- was he still pastoring those five? What, it took five years? Was he still pastoring those five years? I oh, not five. No, this was pastoring. in 2020. Yeah, I don't know if he was still pastoring, but initially they said when um this whole thing unfolded, like, they were still standing behind him, in which this is totally, totally sick. Wow. It goes to show you how we have a problem in the black church to where we are sheeple. Yeah. Like we, we will fi- follow someone and they will lead you right over. Right to hell. Will, right to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's really sad that this man, and, and it's, and this is why people don't have respect for the church because this man is obviously living a totally different life. You're preaching against one thing, but living something else. And I'm gonna tell you, like, I, like I said before, we played the clip. I'm gonna tell you what happened. He probably mm. thought that he was going to get over on Kelly, and not mind you, this was a a big girl. Yeah, and I guarantee you, there was some type of scuffle between those two, and he probably couldn't overtake her, and he probably had to kill her. I guarantee you that's yeah. what happened because, like the report yeah. says, we don't really even yeah. know what happened. Like they, or they like, yeah, or like you said, like uh, uh, he price di- either didn't want to pay or shortchanged her, and they got into it, and then you know, it it kind of escalated from there. But yeah, I hope he get his just dessert. I hope they give him what he really looking for in prison. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, I just feel like we, we as a people, we need to accept our. I mean, we ain't gotta. You don't never. You don't want to be the type of person that just accepts your kid for doing anything wrong. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to them being who they are, we have to let our kids know that they're loved. Because right. that's why a lot of people turn to drugs. A lot of people turn to prostitution. They mm-hmm. turn to the streets because we don't let them know that, hey, you know, I'm here for you. I accept you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of them turn to that lifestyle and they're not the best version of themselves because they a lot of these parents, they throw these kids away. They throw them out on the street. And what else can they do? A lot of them have to, to resort to to um, sex work. Uh-huh. And, and selling drugs and selling their body and stuff like that. So I really want to thank um, uh, thank those parents in behalf of um, Kelly's of style that they saw this to the end. They didn't give uh-huh. up. And they were very articulate. I can tell that her family is very loving. They they seem like they were very articulate. They were very yeah. educated, and they were very uh, well versed in the community. Very supportive. So yeah. Them for that. So, Chan, did you have anything to add to this story um, before we move on? No, I, I'm just sitting up here cracking up at um, the fact that Nika said that the pastor and you know they both looked alike. <laughs> they, did. <laughs> yeah. they did, honey. Yeah. Now there's another story that's coming out of um, the suburbs of Atlanta. We're going to go to this and this is something, this is a precautionary tale to black women um, because this is unfortunately happening way too often 
And I think the rising HIV rates are really impacting black women, especially down in Atlanta in that whole metro area. Um, this story is about a um, lady, and let me get her name. Um, I thought I had it written down. Um, well, the, the lady's name is in the in the um, news news clip, but she was married to this man since 2006, I want to say. And um, she married this guy, not even knowing that this guy was HIV positive. And this guy knowingly passed this virus to her. And he wasn't even taking his medication so he could be undetectable. He didn't take any precautions. He was just reckless. So um, we're going to wow. go to this clip. This is very, I, I think people really need to hear this because you don't know what these men are out here doing these days. So we're going to go to this right. uh, clip and then we're going to be um, back with the um, rest of our commentary. Give me a quick second, guys. Let me find this clip. Okay, here we go. Like, how is this even our life? Life these days. She's supposed to be here right now. Looks a lot like reminiscing for sisters Tammy Hammonds and Karen Young. I like that one, too. In 2017, doctors first diagnosed their mom, Denise Brody, with breast cancer. She went into remission. But two years later, the cancer came back this time attacking her lungs. The decline was so rapid. After years of on and off hospital extended stays and chemotherapy, the cancer had cleared. But Denise somehow was still sick. The family had new doctors run new tests again for everything. Karen recalls doctors determining her 65-year-old mom was dying, but not from a malignant mass. Then they end up calling us, telling us that She's not going to beat this. You, you need to take her off the ventilator, and she's not going to make it because she has HIV, she has AIDS. Denise died April 2nd, 2022, and based off her blood work... She was in full-blown AIDS after having untreated, undiagnosed HIV for at least five years. The person who gave it to her was not unknown. Criminal records allege it was her husband, Cleveland Brody. Mr. Brody, you are charged uh, at this time with assault count of reckless conduct, HIV infected person. It is a felony charge. Would you like the court to read your warrant aloud? Okay. The warrants read this was no accident, instead intentional. Detectives claim medical files reveal Brody knew of his status since 2006. The charging documents cite Brody did endanger by consciously disregarding a substantial and unjustifiable risk that his act or omission of not telling his wife his status resulted in her death. How long have you lived in Conyers? Ten years. Inside the courtroom on July 11th, Denise's entire family anxiously watched the bond hearing. I am going to deny bond, finding you a risk of flight. Outside the courtroom, they breathe a somber sigh of relief for a case that only came after the family's investigation led to Rockdale County Sheriff's Office doing its own. I do not think my mother was the first. As the hearing wrapped for one charge, prosecutors filed another. New warrants detail a second victim just accused the 61-year-old of not disclosing his status and having unprotected sex with her. What's more, the Sheriff's Office says Investigators have reason to believe 
there were other victims. If Brody were convicted of felony reckless conduct HIV infected person, he would only face up to five years. It used to be up to 10 years, but advocacy groups like George Equality fought to change the law last year with SB 164 to decriminalize and destigmatize HIV status. But the group argues this new law wasn't intended for cases like Brody's, who police say knew his status and had criminal intent. So the particular instance in which someone would be arrested and charged with HIV transmission without disclosure was very, very rare. Georgia Equality's HIV policy manager and former prosecutor Chauncey McGathery maintains most often HIV spreads because people do not know their status. Georgia ranks second in the country for new HIV diagnosis. The metro area is of specific public health concern. Fulton sits at the sixth highest U.S. county for new cases. People aren't dying from HIV in AIDS. Like This is not a death sentence, especially in 2023. Absolutely, and that's critical information. It did not have to be a death sentence for Denise either. If he had just gave her that one courtesy just to tell her that, you know, to test herself for it and that that could be it. And she could have gotten treatment. All right, we're back. Um, Wow. Uh, But this is a, this is a precautionary tale. Women and just people in general, I'm not going to just talk about women or even black women. You have to know who you're with because this woman would have never thought that her husband that she committed herself to mm. was knowingly infecting her with HIV. Wow. And we hear about this way too often, particularly like in Atlanta. I think they were from Conyers, Georgia. So all that areas like, you know, um, but this is very, very much real. And even in mm-hmm. 2023, like the art, like the video says, Nobody should be even dying from HIV and AIDS because it has, like, treatments have advanced, but she didn't know. But my question is, and I don't know how you feel about this, because, like, this woman was going through all these chemo treatments and and she was being seen by all these doctors. Mm. Why didn't they pick up on this? Like, you know what I mean? That's, That's crazy. So I don't know if that family has legal recourse, but I would look into that. Yeah. Um, and the way I found this story is um, there's somebody on YouTube that I follow um, by the name of Walter Lee Hampton. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. heard of him. Mm-hmm. He was like, he had a video out years ago. I guess he became famous because um, he talks about a lot of stuff that goes on in Atlanta, but his video went viral like um, of him exposing um, Tyler Perry. Because he says a lot of people in that circle, the gay circle down there, Mm -hmm. they know that Tyler Perry is gay. He is openly gay, but he does not want to lose money Mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't want to lose support. And he does not. They say he made all this money off the back of putting like a gay man out here in in a stereotypical manner, but he hasn't given back to the community. So that's what he was known for. But that's where I got this video from. But I don't know. This is just a sad situation. And I feel like you have to love yourself enough to get tested. Get on prep. Um, Protect yourself. Just, you know, because nobody else is going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. This woman is 
she was in a whole marriage with this man that she this wasn't like somebody a hookup or this wasn't like a cup buddy or nothing like that or like somebody that she this this is someone that she that she uh had vows with and who would think that they would have to worry about this so my yeah. question is do you think that he deserves time behind this oh definitely yeah because she's now deceased yeah she's down so that's murder yeah yeah and and, and i and i i would go one step further and say premeditated because you knew you had it and you knew oh, what the possibility was and the likelihood of you sleeping with somebody unprotected yeah so, so that's just, just my take to, on it yeah and i just want to bring awareness like you know these men out here y'all like uh, women black women i'm not and i'm not talking to my lgbt i'm talking about black women because mm -hmm. i love and care for my black women because you know i think a lot of times um like they say they're the most disrespected race but everybody depends on them everybody steals from them everybody takes from them but they're still the most disrespected and neglected group of women and i just want you guys to be safe out here with these men uh -huh. don't take their word for anything i don't care if you're married i don't care if you're single get yourself tested get on prep because prep is not just for men it's for women and it's not just for for uh gay men anybody can take prep yeah but if you feel like you're in a relationship with somebody um that's not monogamous or even if you feel like get on prep get to this, these clinics because these men i'm telling you from what i know they out here doing any and everything you know you yeah. can't go by what you think a, 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 a heterosexual man is or what what he's not or whatever you can't go by that because these men are out here doing any and everything and mm -hmm. a lot of times these these women date these men that 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 have gotten out of prison you better be careful with them too oh say that you might have to run that back cousin again, <clears> if <throat> again. You're these men that are out just got out of prison you better be careful and you better go get yourself tested and i'm Listen. sorry that's and the truth you know, they're out here sleeping with the gay boys they're out here sleeping with the biological women and they sleeping out here with the transgender women they, they're sticking they stuff up with any and everything so mm -hmm. you know, you're real like this is 2023 this stuff is still going on it hasn't gone anywhere mm -hmm. there's no reason for anybody that is positive for them to die yeah like, you know so yeah i just want to say that um i'm gonna go ahead and jump into our main topic tonight i was gonna talk about henrietta lax but we talked about that in the last show um, she she was um, awarded. Her family was um, awarded after um, pharm pharmaceutical companies made billions off of her. Mm -hmm. And um, the lawyer Ben Crump he got involved in that. He was able to get them justice. So I just want to mention that quickly and um, thank kudos to that family because it was well deserved. Because this woman was uh, her sales were taking advantage of it and then they made money off of her and they weren't compensating the family so i just want to mention that story right but to talk about something before we got off air and with the uh, uh 2024 election around the corner 
and all the candidates are and stuff like that are coming to the forefront. I want to talk about what we as black people need to be doing in preparing for uh, the presidential election and not just the presidential election that's coming up next year, but we need to talk about um, even our primaries, our, our local elections, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We have, have more power than what we perceive to have. But yet these politicians use our vote to get into office, but yet they won't do anything for us specifically. And right. um, I didn't know how you felt about that because I feel like a lot of times with this upcoming election, I think um, some of the, the, the key points that we're things that we want to address in our community is obviously police reform, um, underperforming schools in our cities, um, the crime, and also a lot of people are bringing to the forefront that we want reparations to be addressed. Because it's kind of messed up that the the Democratic Party wants our votes, and these other you know groups of people they're looking to see how we're voting and you know the trends and stuff like that, but nothing is being offered to us. But yet they want our support. But all these other groups that don't support them in the way that we support them, they get legislations passed. They even get reparations. Different. I mean, they get everything but i don't think that we as a community realize our power so how do you feel about that topic you know it's 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 a slippery slope only because like no politician i don't i don't know i don't care i feel like at this point who we put in office they you know they they're gonna be out for self they're gonna do what they shuck and drive to get the vote my god and um, once they get the vote, they're going to drop the ball like always, you know, it's it, the reparations thing, you know, mm. it shouldn't take this long. Yeah, it shouldn't take this long. But like anything that has to do with blackness, whether it's be reparations or hate crime bills or the George Floyd bill, you know, they're still yeah. fumbling over that, yeah. you know, and it, anything, it, it's always an issue. You know, it's it's let's 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 look at this and let's look at this and why this wouldn't be a good thing and anything. But you had and nothing nothing against the Asians, but you had some hate crimes, which stuff been happening to black folks for hundreds of years. But it was an influx during the COVID and they didn't waste no time signing that that bill in the legislation to protect and them. Comes, and but yet you notice how with even with that, how they try to deflect and try to put a lot of those hate crimes off on black people. Yeah. But when it came to light that a lot of those hate crimes weren't even being committed by us and uh, most of the hate crimes were against the Asian community were being committed by white people. But you know and, what? You know what, cousin? They, they, the thing I feel like when they do stuff like that, that's, it's, it's just, it just goes to show you how racial bias in media is 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 very very deep you know i did a when i was in school i did a paper on racial racial biases in the media you know how everything is 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 even down to pictures of of people they darken you up you can think back as the at the oj simpson uh doing the oj simpson trials how they had him looking on the front cover of time magazine 
he was all dark and, and looked mysterious and suspicious and scary, you know, and, and, and that's just goes to show you. So that's what they're going to show you in the media. All this, all this stuff. Oh, this black man jumped on this woman or this one. Yeah, but okay. But they never, but we're not going to say anything about how, when the shoe is, sorry, you know, when the shoe is on the other foot, we're not going to say anything about that, but you, you didn't want to really talk too much about that that white guy walking into that nail salon and opening fire. Yeah. You yeah. you know, you know, stuff like that. It's just I, I really, I really don't know, cousin. I don't I don't know. It's not even to me, it's not even about Democrat or Republican or whatever. It's who is going to do something for you. But then here lately, anybody that you put in we put into office is is they want to grease their own palms mm -hmm. you know and they want to make sure that their people and you know get all the get all the tax cuts and get all all the help and everything but when it comes to us we're making too much noise so right. and a lot of a lot of times like even um I, I mean, i'm just using the democratic party because they're they're the ones that's in power right now but even yeah. with them like these people that they're doing so much for, and I know mm -hmm. you you know you're supposed to be out for, for everyone for the American people, but mm -hmm. like you're bending over backwards to pass laws and legislations for certain groups of people that don't even support you. Exactly. You're going back to what we were talking about, even with the Asian community, the Asian people don't really vote in record numbers like that, and then a lot of them don't even vote Democratic, but yet you bent over backwards. To pass hate crime legislation for them, but then we see that black people are the ones that are being um, unjustly shot down by these by the, what they call race soldiers. I don't call them police; yeah. they're race soldiers, mm -hmm. and we can't even get a comprehensive bill passed to um, to end qualified immunity for these police officers that are unjustly killing black people. We can't right. even get that. So it's just disgusting that we have, you know, it's just like you said, every time we ask for something or we demand something as tax paying citizens, it's like, well, we don't know about that. We got to re research this. We got to research yeah. that. We yeah. got to get back with you on that. But everybody else, there, there's no discussion about it, you know, and, and it's just kind of crazy because like the Democrats could... I don't know. It's crazy. Like everything is being passed, and what are they doing? Like, like affirmative action was just struck down. Like all these these things are being struck down that that were that were originally intended for us, and it's just like, what are you guys doing? Like you you're sitting by you idly or just allowing this stuff to happen, and you have the power to change a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. so when it comes to us, it's all this. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's all this. Uh, these gestures that don't mean anything. Okay, you you made Juneteenth a federal holiday. Okay, whoop de doo. Okay, that's that's nice and everything, but how is that changing the quality of Black Americans' lives? Right. You know what I mean. And then it doesn't help that we have every other group in this country. And I'm not talking about individuals because there's really there's individuals that actually are for us. But like collectively, there's other groups that come into this country. They're against black people. It's, it's, it's just anti-blackness all around. Yeah. And the thing about it is, it's like we 
we helped build this country. I feel like with us, why come everyone else is getting um I know help built. We built this country. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Period. Period. Yeah. So and, and you know, I look at I look at um one of the candidates, uh, I cannot call his name, the Indian guy. Uh what is his name? Yeah, I think he's a Republican. But I think I know he's running I can't even see his name, yeah. Yeah, he's running for president. And wow. he's been going, you know, he of course wants to he said he's gonna get away. What I mean, he doesn't he talks in circles, but your parents were immigrants, but you want to make it um what did he say? He said if you're 18 and older, he wants first of all, he wants to raise the voting age to 25. But in order to wow. vote, he in order to vote, he wants you to have to be uh, to take the same test that um, um, immigrants take in order to become U.S. citizens. You have to know basic government, basic stuff about uh, American history in order to get the right to vote. He also wants to um, do away with Juneteenth and other unnecessary holidays is what he calls them. And somebody posed the question, well, okay, so if it's unnecessary, get away, do away with Columbus Day. Well, we don't need to have that, you know, I don't think they say, you know, should have to get away, uh, give away with that. But, uh, you know, basically we have Martin Luther King um, um, Day, that should be enough. Um, of yeah. um, um, We don't need the extra, basically is what he's saying. Uh, what else is he saying? Um... It's some other it's it's other few voting restrictions basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, I can't call his name cousin. Uh, it's but he's the Indian. He's the only Indian candidate, and I'm like you, darker than most people. I'm I'm looking at you and looking at you like, fool. Don't you know they don't like you either? <laughs> they don't like you. <laughs> they don't care what you are. They don't like you. And I'm just like, I mean, he's he's very like. He's horrible. He's he's he he is on the same line damn near as um um uh, uh the the governor down in Florida. DeSantis, yeah. DeSantis. He's him and DeSantis probably running neck and neck with their antics. Now, the only is difference name, is well DeSantis, Vivek, he's huh? Is it Vivek? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. He's something else. Like, yeah. Well, but this this is what I'm telling you, cause like do some research on him, over, cousin. Yeah, I'm gonna research this guy. But like I was gonna tell you this, we as black people, we better stand our own ground and start looking out for ourselves because this is the thanks we get. And 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 nothing against immigrants and people that come over here. Like if you come over here the right way and you're doing things the right way and you're not anti-black, I'm all for immigration as mm -hmm. long as it's not harming our community. But this is the thanks we get because a lot of times we've been over for a lot of these groups and then this is what they do. They come over here and feel like they have to fit in with the anti-black um, rhetoric to get, to get ahead. They, yep. they have to they team up with team white supremacy and they feel like that is their meal ticket to get ahead here. And this is like the thanks we get. And that's why, like I said, black people, we are accepting to a default sometimes mm -hmm. and i feel like we better start looking out for ourselves because there is a war against our community yeah um, they've been trying to wipe us out since the end of slavery 
They yeah. they had they do not want us here. The system was never designed for us. And a lot of these immigrant groups, they come over here. Um and then they they are worse than traditional white supremacists. Yeah. And and, and I, I'm sorry if people feel some type of way about it, but it this this is the reality of it. And, and like you said, this man gets into office, we're in trouble yeah. as a community. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. you know, with, there's different schools of thought where some people feel like, well, we need to sit this election out. Well, we need to do this. I don't agree with that. I just feel like we need to leverage our vote better. I don't think that we should, like you right. said earlier, vote a different one way or the other. You have to vote with vote in alignment to who's doing what for your community. Right. And, and I'm not saying a lot of these Democrats are meaning well for us. Definitely a lot of these right-wing Republicans aren't. So what do we do? Like, I know that uh, Dr. Cornell Rest, he, I know you heard about that. He's running now. Yeah. Did you hear about mm -hmm. that? Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. Like, and, and, and another thing we have to stop doing is this identity politics type of stuff. Just mm -hmm. because someone is your color or hue does not mean that they that are, they are going to be for you. Yep. Yeah. Because they were talking about who is that politician in Alabama? They said they call him on. I don't know if it's the governor or mayor or whatever down there. They said that they caught him on camera saying, "I don't care about the black the black vote." I said, well, "I don't need enough white votes just to get me in or this, that, and the other." So that goes to show you all skin folk ain't kin folk. That's right. And like a lot of people are even saying that about Kamala Harris and looking mm -hmm. at her track record and um, the things that she said, uh, even during her campaign, like back, you know, for the 2020 election and how she said, I'm not just going to do anything just for black people. And, that, mm -hmm. and that's been on, on, on camera. So we have to start vetting these people. We have to start, um, looking into their track record and we have to ask the tough questions because so many times these people are getting into office and they're going to give you a song and dance. They're going to skirt around issues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. but, you know, if they're not, if they don't have a black agenda for us, like every other group has an agenda that they need things passed for them. If they don't, if they don't have anything outlined for us, then we better start looking elsewhere. Or, that's right. So that's pretty much what I wanted to put out there today. I didn't know if you had anything else to add about that, but but leading up to the 2024 election, we're going to talk more about this because um, there were articles I wanted to introduce tonight, but I just want to uh, kind of get the conversation going and we'll kind of go more in depth into that as the months progress. But I just mm -hmm. wanted to get people starting to think about this and you know, and, and kind of getting our mindset to change about how we leverage our vote because definitely be here before is, you know it. It will. It mm -hmm. will. Like hell, we're what's today? It's going to be half. We're going. We almost halfway through this month already. Mm hmm. We um. We've over halfway through this year, so yes. it'll be. Yes. It'll definitely be here before you know it, and people need to start paying more attention. It's a lot of stuff that 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 they try to deflect you from and get your get your mind off of what's going on you know that submarine situation and all this other little stuff my, my, my. you know that go goes around goes on they try to put it all in the news and becomes forefront 
and it deflects you from the real. People better wake up and pay attention and and definitely pay attention, not just on a um, on the presidential level, but also on your uh, your local level. It's very important. And, 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 you know, who who you put in office. Yeah, it's, it's very important. It's, it's instrumental to your society, your way of life. That's true. It starts from the local levels and it, and, it, and it moves on up. So absolutely mm -hmm. have to, you know, definitely, you know, even though things don't go our way, I'm not, I would never, ever consider not voting. Yeah. Or, and, and we have to be careful about that, too, because that's that's the agenda in that, too, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of black people, I feel like, that have been bought and paid for, and they mm -hmm. know that their voices are heard, and, and there are black people out here telling us that we need to sit at home. Yeah. And, and I believe that there are wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. I do believe that there are um, what they call agents out here yeah. that, that, that try to come off like they're for the people, but they're they're being bought and paid for because why in your right mind would you tell people to fit an election out? Why would you do that? Yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't yeah. agree with that um, logic. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, and, and, and the thing about it is, like, in the game of politics, it's a dirty game. It is. It's very dirty. dirty game. And if you're not um, well-versed, if you're not educated or if you don't have discernment then you're gonna be easily gooped and mm -hmm. I, I feel like our people have been gooped long enough but i really i will say this more people are starting to wake up yeah and look at this because um not even like you said not even nationally but locally like here in indianapolis like there is so much going on um like with the crime rate and then like you have to look at these people that's in office. Like when they pass that gun law, I'm like, there's something else to this because you're not going to sit here and pass this law. Like there's, there's. You want to hear my take on that? Oh yes, definitely. My take on that is it's a setup. Oh yes. It's a setup. Case in point, the guy that got killed by the IMPD, like was it a week or so ago off of 34th and Parker. Mm, 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 mm. You know, he had a gun. Yeah, he had a gun, but you also shot him in the back. He never he he got out the car with a gun. Aren't aren't they allowed to have guns? You don't need a permit to have a gun. That's true. So I feel like it's a setup. You you these men, these young black brothers, they they're not gonna have they they don't have they don't need a permit. They're gonna have a gun. So I feel like, and now I could be wrong, but I really feel like it's gonna be. Kind of like a, a a the red rolling out the red carpet for police to kill our brothers and our sisters yeah. on the strength that on, there was a gun. Of course, there was a gun. Yeah, and then yeah, on top of that, know. too, like they yeah. have, they they want these people to have these guns out here so we can kill each other too. Yeah, that too. Oh, definitely. But I really feel like that's like going to be a segue into the police. Just I mean, it's going to be like a basically a you know. It's it's going to help the police more because that's the main thing they say. They say, okay, the guy was running away. Did he ever fire the shot? No, he didn't fire the gun. But he had it. Oh, uh, he they he had a gun on him. Okay, and what's your point? Did he fire the gun at you guys? Mm -hmm. And see, that's you know that's what they're gonna. You're you're taking the the focus off of yeah. Y'all shot this man in the back as he was running away. 
So why him having a gun, unless the gun was, you know, was proven that he shot at you or anything like that, what's that got to do with anything? If you don't have to have a permit or a license to carry a gun, you have, uh, you know, I mean, what? I feel like it's going to be a, a just a, a free pass for some of these cops to just have at it. And that's going to be the first thing that they come out with. He had a gun. And because this is the thing, too, like, and these stories are becoming so, like, and there's, there's just a plethora of these stories. And, and, and to think that these stories don't even hit national news. Like, no. so how many more of these stories are taking place? Like, I, I can name, like you said, you can name countless stories in Indianapolis in the last three years where this stuff has happened. Like, remember Drayshawn Reed? I think yeah. that one gained a little um, traction. It gained, it gained some track record. It gained national. But you you said something right there, cousin. You said it didn't even make national news. Let's think. Let's talk about the ones that don't make local news that we never hear about. Wow, and, and you know, under the rug. Yeah, like, you know, and 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 they and they're banking on these people. You know, these people, like especially in these communities where a lot of people don't have, they don't have the resources, they don't have, they don't have the platform to really get their story out there. And that's the thing, like they go into these communities where they know people are economically deprived. And mm -hmm. they go into these communities where they feel like they can take advantage of these people and treat them any kind of way yeah. in hopes to where they're not going to speak out against it. And that's the dangerous part about this is it's like, you know, it, it's good on one hand because we have now, we have a technology where we have proof to back these things up. We have social media. We have independent journalists and people out there getting these stories out. But it's still it's, it's it's scary because this we're actually starting to see that this stuff is really prevalent. Like it's and and it's more prevalent than what we think it is. So uh -huh. it's I don't know. It's it's just really sad. Um, I just um, and, and like I was mentioned earlier, like they're trying to call for these um. For the police chief to step down, but I'm gonna yeah. put this back on the church. You mm -hmm. talking about you depending on these politicians and public servants to get rid of to, to fix your communities up. But here you guys are in the middle of the community, you got more influence and reach even than these politicians. And what do you guys do? You take mm -hmm. the people's money every Sunday, you don't get out there in the community, you don't clean up around your church, you don't do anything. And I'm not talking about all churches, but an overwhelming majority. Of these churches aren't doing a dang on thing for that's community. right but yet you taking their money every sunday oh and absolutely I just feel like with as much money as the black church reaches we should be a very powerful community we should have our own banking institutions we should have a, a lot of our own own um institutions to where we can be making a um in, influence in our own community the pastors are too that. busy buttoning their own pockets. They lining their own pockets. Honey, lining their own pockets are doing stuff they ain't got no business. They ain't got absolutely no business in doing. That's what they're doing. They don't care about the community. They do whatever looks cute. Half the time, you can't even get to these pastors. Uh-uh. No. That's like you trying know. to get to the Pope or getting to the Pope. Listen, you got to talk to the associate 
or talk to the to the elder or this this assistant. You you can't even get to the pastors. Child you got to leave and make an appointment. Uh -uh. I, I would never want to belong to a church that's too big that my pastor don't know my name. Mm -mm. I guarantee if they want to get into system so so draws, I bet you they're gonna be real accessible then. Oh, they know my huh. name when that check roll around. Ain't that it? Yeah, I don't mm -mm. like I I could I, and I it, I've always been like I don't want to belong to a church just because it's the thing to do <laughs> because this is yeah. a big church. And they on TV and they this, that, and the other. No, just because, just for the sake of saying that that's where I belong. Because let me ask it's you this. I, I kind of feel like a lot of these, oh, I hate saying this, but because I don't feel like, I don't want to feel like I'm attacking the black church because really the black church is what really, where a lot of our movements came out of. I'm talking about the original black church. Like we, it was a pillar in our community, but I'm talking about the modern day Black church. Do you think a lot of these pastors are actually agents and they're working against the black community? I'm not saying I wouldn't all of doubt them it because I just feel like they're political. What they're pushing, they're pushing candidates and they're pushing people that don't have our best interest in, in heart. And I wouldn't be surprised if these politicians are giving some of these people certain, uh, giving them, you know, giving them a little money on the side because I've noticed like why come all these politics want to come to the to the church every time it's time to vote and then yeah. you never hear from them and then you look at their track record and it's just like why are you as a pastor supporting it uh, supporting this person yeah. especially when we look at this what this person's pushing their agenda and pushing yeah. yeah so I really feel that a lot of these pastors are agents and they are part of the problem. Yeah, they doing it. I mean, you know that they're getting paid. And so my thing, you know, they're doing it. They're, the politicians are doing it to gain the black vote, because if I come to your church, if I look like I'm interested, shake a few hands, kiss a few babies, stay for the potluck. Maybe you guys will think that I'm I'm good enough to vote for. And your pastor who, like you said earlier, cousin, they look at a lot of these pastors that they're God themselves. We know that you have a following. You know that your people are going to your congregation is going to believe in you. If pastor and first lady is riding with it and say it's right, then it must be right. Mm -hmm. If pastor and first lady say it's gold, then it must be gold. So I'm going to ride with it. Yeah. And then you turn around and it's basically you shoot yourself in the foot because they're not going to be doing You don't see them no more and you don't see them in the community and you won't see them in the community. Mm -hmm. And then all these broken promises uh, that they've you know promised to the people it's just it's just you know just just you don't even hear about it anymore it's a never-ending cycle because like mm -hmm. you said you know, it's, just a, it's a never-ending cycle then you don't hear from them again until the next election cycle and then it, it's just it, it never changes and that's why i said then you look up and then we're generations like it's generations later and we're still not getting things taken care of right so it's time to change it's the time is now yeah like you know um i don't know how many more election cycles we have to go through before we get this like wake how, up how yeah it's, it's like it's this is insanity and like uh -huh. they say insanity is like they say you're doing the same thing over and over again expecting to get different okay. results yeah we we just i don't know mm -hmm. but 
But yeah, I just wanted to talk about that today. Um, I think we're two and a half hours in, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. I really want to thank you guys for just coming on here at the last minute. I know this was a last minute thing. We had to improvise, but I just kind of felt that the information that we were discussing tonight, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we did a little entertainment and stuff like that, but a lot of things we talked about tonight, we can take lessons from, like whether it's politics or women getting tested Mm-hmm. people out there being aware of who who they're dealing with i think we really did a good job tonight just educating the people yeah and i really hope that um we can continue doing this because i really like Absolutely. this platform and what we're doing and once again i just want to thank you i want to thank uh rachel she came in for a little bit chan oh, okay. had to get off and i want to thank you so i didn't know if you had anything coming up i know you had some shows coming up i know you uh and i wish Next time I have to get with you so I can uh, promote one of your shows on this show. But like, do you have anything going on? Um, and if so, like, how can people support you? Absolutely. So we have a music festival coming up um, on the 27th. It's a Sunday. Okay. And it's going to, let's see here. Um, oh, I don't. I'm on my cell phone. So okay. if I was to pull up the flyer, it's going to take me away from the podcast you but on, you happen to have it on your uh, facebook page or anything um not yet um okay. i will i haven't posted yet because i wanted to wait until it was a little closer but okay, i will okay. definitely okay. i could i'll put it in our chat okay and um so if you want to you know show it but it's on the 27th i believe the festival is from um like maybe four to nine, it's going to be uh, my band, Ground Zero Band, along with okay. the Tony Bryant Project and a couple of other artists, uh, vendors, mm-hmm. uh, food trucks. I know Black Leaf Vegan is one of the vendors. So mm-hmm. there's going to be it's it's going to be an opportunity, just some you know good 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 music festivals, some live music, some good food, some great company. So um, mm-hmm. more details coming soon, but that's uh, one of the uh, biggest things that we have coming up. That's a public event. Is it, and is this something that you you're personally like um involved in um in, um putting together or I'm sorry. Or is this is this something that you're personally involved putting together or um or is this is this like independent of someone else? So you just guys just performing there? Yes, yes, yes. It's, we're independent of someone else, um, but okay, our band okay. is just performing there. Yeah. So there's been a lot of different festivals, music festivals they've been trying to have in the city and everything lately. And I, I actually like it because I love music festivals. So yeah. you know they could start trying to have more and more in the city, around the city, and everything that we can be um, involved in. But I will definitely, um, you know, keep you updated and everything. Like I said, I'll drop that that flyer in the chat, and if you want to. Um, okay. advertise it or you know show it on on your podcast i would definitely appreciate that yeah so what we'll, what we'll do um because you know we have our group page the urban wire media network and by the way if you guys aren't following that um you can look us up on facebook um and follow our group it's called the urban wire media network and we'll um put that flyer in the room so people can come out and support that um also i just wanted to okay. say this before we get off the air we're going to still uh, we're still in the process of um, launching the Urban Wire uh, Media uh, Radio, which which I'm hoping to get that started at the latest by the beginning of next year. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, follow us up 
on um, YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, hit the thumbs up button so we can get into the algorithm. Um, I think that's about it. Um, All right. I wanna, and I will jump off here and we will convene here next month and I'll talk to you then. All right. Well, thanks for having me on, cousin. I appreciate it. No problem. All uh, right. Love you. Talk to you soon. Mm, good night. Bye-bye. You are now listening to the Urban Wire podcast on the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine the light on the issues impacting the urban community. Join us as we discuss the latest in news, politics, social commentary, celebrity news, gossip, interviews, and so much more. This podcast and other podcasts on this network are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW and join our Facebook group page and official page for show updates, discussions, and show listings. Email us at ucofw.indy at gmail.com to advertise with us, submit show ideas, and other business inquiries. 